0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I've got Jason Ferris with me, who happens to be, for those of you that don't know, my personal real estate coach.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean?
0: Come that on now. funny
1: doing that. It really does, Why does that seem funny? We're peers, man.
0: No, but you're my coach. You have an
1: amazing business. I don't know. It feels funny.
0: Not, well, not as amazing as yours, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Fres Yes, how you built that, You know, the whole story behind it.
1: Oh, wow. By the way, are we on camera and audio or just- audio? We're on both. We're on both. And
0: then we're on this particular sure. camera over here. She's probably drawing all over your face. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going She's on. She's having a lot of fun. She could be.
1: Nicole behind Nicole behind the scenes. Nicole behind
0: racket. the scenes. That is a racket. A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: Uh, So, I don't know, about 15 years ago is when I got into it. Uh, like into real estate or-, or Yeah, started into real building? estate. Okay. In real estate. So, I sold ag land just for a short period of time, year and a half, two years. Uh, Fresno's an agricultural-based community. Those pistachios, those almonds, probably came from my backyard. Love it, right? Good stuff. Um, And so, at some point, uh, when the market was trying, was was in the middle of uh, the big boom, when you had everyone lining up. Did you have that happen in your? So fifteen years. Uh, yeah. People literally lining up outside of new home developments. a lotto system. We've got fifty homes to sell. Oh God, yeah, we did. A hundred in line.
0: Two, no, lining up, not lottery. There was Lining a up for homes system. in 2004. like There was multiple offers on everything. Yeah. I bought three homes in 1921, 20, lost my shirt because I didn't know what I was doing, and yeah. completely bankrupt my mid-20s. So yeah, I, yeah, I know cool. the market you're talking about. So you got in in that market. I was selling the land
1: to the developers.
0: Oh, three. Okay.
1: Right. And so my uncle- Before it really exploded? Yes. Okay. So my uncle during that part said, hey, there is no way that these guys are going to be able to afford- to build on this land anymore they're paying $250,000 an acre it just doesn't compute wow in Fresno California California. okay and it was funny like some farmers would jump on the opportunity like wow you're gonna give me how much money like okay I guess I'm done and then there was others I won't farm anymore (laughs) (laughs) right and then there was others that said well I want 260 an acre like you're like no no man just take the 250 you've got 200 acres you know like or you got 400 like are you kidding me uh, you know, and then those people when the market crashed were the first ones going, "Will they buy it now. And you're like, they won't give you a thousand dollars. Yeah.
0: Year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: I made the switch from land to residential right about that time.
0: When the market was crashing.
1: Basically I had one year in the market before it crashed. And so, uh, tough, tough for me. Like because I you were starting on myself in the foreclosure market.
0: REOs. Yeah. You did REOs. Yes. So, so you did the REO game for how many years?
1: I'm gonna look at my person here. What is it, th- three years? Yeah. About three years, yeah. About okay. three years of REO. So you used to have these REO kits in the back of your car, mm-hmm. right, with rubber gloves and disinfectant and things to turn on the water illegally in the street because they turn off the water.
0: But was your company like the, the marketing machine it is today, was it Fres Yes or was it like something completely different?
1: No, well, so I worked for, I worked for another company. You working so for another I company? I went from resi- land to residential. I interviewed at a, at a locally owned place about hundred different agents. Old school broker, right? Love him, uh, but I didn't stay long because I embraced social media early. Like I, I signed, a, I'm like if you look at my Twitter account, it's like first week, like, like I of like, Twitter of Twitter, right? Like I, my my account was formed like in the first week of when they opened. Uh, my parents were both really into tech. Um, pure computer programmer system analyst type people and so it just I grew up with it and so I was aware of Twitter and in its and beginning days and so when I made my so here's the cool thing so I made my switch from land to residential the first thing I did is like well how the heck why would someone work with me versus all these other agents who have been doing it for years like how am I gonna make myself different and I went to their websites and you know which I'm sure we're all purchased on like GoDaddy or something right and it's the same thing. It was just a picture of their face with them, like their thumb up, you know, and then their listings. I'm like, well, I don't have any listings. <laughs> and, like, I'm going to, uh, w- again, why would they choose me over anybody else? So um, I knew what WordPress was I knew what blogging was. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get up there and write. Okay. Um, the, pr- ga- the company I owned prior to real estate was a party planning company. Uh, and I had games. I had sumo wrestling suits. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Charlie's Angels, like they made they were fa- made famous in the movie Charlie's Angels, uh, rock climbing walls, sumo suits. Uh, I was bounce a, houses, that bounce kind of houses. stuff. Yeah, okay. I was a clown.
0: You you would go there and uh, you could like that was the upsell. Like if you want the clown,
1: <laughs> you're gonna like <laughs> the upsell was the sumo suits. But yeah, no, I started off as a clown. Then I'm a magician, juggler, street performer, walked on stilts. You were New a magician, York. yeah.
0: And it's a, today ma-
1: I still do it. I make wine disappear. Magic's
0: a hundred percent bullshit, right? Obviously.
1: No man. There's Is lots that a of dumb question? Skill behind it.
0: No, of course there's skill. But there's like, <laughs> it's amazing when you watch. Look, like, wrestling's real. Dude, I love res- I love wrestling. What WW- you gonna do? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Time into a slim gym, did brother. You,
1: did you see my, my reference to wrestling yet on Monday? No. Yesterday. Oh yeah. I yeah, said yeah, that yeah. Tom went from a to a heel in one line. I don't exactly. know how many people understood what I was saying, but that's really what he did. Um. So yeah. So I had a, a party planning business, and it was called Youth Entertainment Services. And it was a very collegiate style uh, logo, and so it was Y-E-S. And so when I was trying to figure out the name of my blog, I was like, you know, Fresno Real Estate, Fresno reals, you know, like.
0: Fresno Realty. Yeah, you yep. know, and
1: everything's taken or just, and some, I'm sitting there in my chair, and I remember like looking at the logo, I go, ah, I'll just put yes in that Fresno, and then I'll just stick to telling good stories. Because people yeah. make fun of Fresno in movies. Have you heard Fresno being made fun of in a movie?
0: Um Paul, these guys know that I know nothing about movies. I didn't even know who Sean Penn was when they met him. Uh Who's Sean Penn? It's like a running joke now this week. Who's Sean Penn? I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody knows, but th- this collection of individuals, they know.
1: There was actually one movie I know Sean Penn was in. It was in is a movie he was in prison and there was a in someone was a nun that was trying to get him out of prison. I don't know. But well, well, Sam, Sam should Sam, know. Sams, know. Sam's Sam like, knows. Sams knows he, he knows all these fun facts. No, Other so I know, that, I know, know nothing
0: uh, really about movies, but I have heard people here in California pick on Fresno a little bit. I will yeah. say that.
1: So there's movies. Like matter of fact, there's a blogger in our town who once upon a time wrote a, a, a blog with every reference to every movie that, or TV show that made fun of Fresno, and it's long. Like the movie Heat makes fun of it. Uh, Karate Kid. Uh, one or kid. two That's a great one Like he's gonna his, his mom's gonna I know sh- that movie you know that, <laughs> that, that, His mom's gonna ship him to, to Fresno And he's like Fresno Who lives in the armpit of California and, and so they always And it bothered me Because I, l- I love traveling Love, love traveling I haven't
0: been to Fresno So If you're living in Fresno Where do you spend your time Like outside of Fresno Like what, what are the half hour 45 minute like locations
1: So that's the To me that's the big selling point Is it's They call it We're in the Central Valley and so we're central to a lot of things. I can be at four different beaches within two hours. I can be in San Francisco in three hours. I can be in L.A. three hours. I can be in Yosemite in two hours. So I'm just, like, really close to a lot of different things. Like, people fly into Fresno to go to Yosemite from all around the world. So we're not getting anywhere in 30 minutes. If you go 30 minutes, you're going to be in a farm.
0: Yeah, okay. All the farmland that you sold to people that, that they never yes. developed on. Yes all that old Jason some of, them, things. some of them
1: did not develop on them because they bought them too late or yeah. there was option arms and yeah all
0: right so so you did that and then and then you're like okay I came across this this name frez yeah. yes and and then how would you build that up
1: so i just i said i'm going to be committed to telling the good stories about the town and i'm mm-hmm. not going to waver no matter what which i
0: think we like right now on nicole actually was really the driving force behind this. I have a radio show on Saturdays, a local, just radio, like regular radio, not podcast, right? We we turn it into a podcast, but anyways, it's like it's all people that live in Connecticut, and right now Connecticut, I think uh, last year our governor was ranked the second worst governor in all of oh, the true. country, and the you know there's a high taxes, and there's just like you know people fleeing for Florida and all this kind of stuff, right? So Nicole's like, why don't you just get on the radio and just talk about all the upside you know, is when people are fleeing, there's obviously opportunity. There's up there's always gonna be upside in every scenario if yeah. you take a positive spin. So that's what you do. You're like, okay, people wanna shit on Fresno, we're not shitting on it, we're gonna go Fres yes, and we're gonna tell the good stories. That's right. And we okay. just
1: don't waver. And we don't get political. But I mean the reality is this, look, like there's a lot of great places to live. Like, I mean, all across maybe Connecticut. I mean, there's amazing places. So if you don't like where you live, move. Yeah. Like just sell your house with me. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and, and then move. Just but I mean, first. the reality is, well, I mean, you got one life, right? Like, and if you're living what, in a place that you don't want to live in, dude, like, what year was this? swing up the car and go.
0: What year was this when you started
1: Fresno? Uh this would have been two thousand seven. Oh, okay, so it was
0: like yeah. uh, 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 it was uh, when yeah. you were in in the residential upswing. Yeah. How long you're at? What are you at? Sixty five agents right now.
1: Sixty five agents. So we'll work quick through this. So yeah, so I'm telling the good stories about Fresno. The more I do it right, the more business comes my way. At some point, there's so much coming my way that I really can't handle it. And so I'm like, I, so what I choose is take the work and I stop telling the stories. And I'm like, I kid you not, the, sto- the business goes down. So I hired writers to tell the stories. I just reached out on Twitter, any like-minded people that wanna tell good stories about Fresno, contact me. And so I reached a, an agreement with them on how I'd pay them when they wrote. And then I started getting buyer's agents. The brokerage I was at at the time, so I had gone from land to one residential company I said old school that's what he was because he believed the value of our agent was in holding the data this is back when they had the real estate books yeah I know those guys just starting to come out and I'm wanting to take pictures I'm wanting to share everything on the internet you want to
0: give the information to the consumer because that's the right thing to do yes yes I understand. and he
1: just basically said no uh he took my freshyes.com site and he's like look before you can post anything on there you got to get our approval like, first of all, I'm a broker. Second of all, like, I'm not even talking about, like, the homes. I'm talking about the city and the people who live in it and the things you can do. And so you we were just, branding. We had a disagreement. You were branding,
0: and he was scared as shit. Yeah. Is what what it was, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. He was trying to fight a war he'd never win.
0: So you went, but so, fr- so fresh I yes, left. You left. went on my own. On your own.
1: Officially started Fres Yes. Yep.
0: And that was the How many short people? Sale how industry? many people when you started? Myself, and, you, and one other, like an assistant or something. Uh, another agent. Another we agent. So, so, two people. And I, I was asking. We were here. We almost did a podcast before we did this podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> we were jamming with Tom Tool. I was asking him a lot of questions about recruiting because one thing we're super passionate about right now is, is recruiting really good agents that fit the mold. You're at 65 right now. I, I'd love for you to share with with us a little bit about that journey of recruiting. 65 agents like was there a moment in time where the floodgates open and you got 20 like boom uh was it just like brick by brick by brick how did it go
1: so so myself and one other agent we get an offer from a company i say no another offer never finally i go and so i'm working at another brokerage i still had mine i just didn't do much underneath it and then um I start building the business, right? I'm, I'm scaling uh, you know, I'm writing two, three stories a day. We're getting more business. I have some buyer's agents. Um, they're staying super busy. And then this company gets bought out by Berkshire Hathaway. And just some things change, you know, no issue against them or me or anything, just some things change. And it just seemed like it was the opportunity for, probably for me to move on and do my own thing. So then I said, I'm done here and everything is just frezyes. That day was about two and a half years ago. So,
0: Fresyes was your team at that point.
1: Fresh yes, well, dot .com was the blog, right? Uh, and then Fresyes, yeah, that was it. And so, it was Jason Ferris' team, I guess. Okay, got I mean, it. this is before teams were even really, no one even knew what a team was. Understood. Like, literally, people were making policy around what I was doing because they had no idea what I was doing.
0: You were d- you were one of the original disruptors Absolutely. of these brokerage models. 100%. Yeah.
1: 100%. And so, um they, I, you know, and I'm going to them saying, look, I want an office. I'll pay for the office. I just need an office. I want to keep my team together so we can have more consistency in what we do. And they just wouldn't, they couldn't comply with that. And, uh, that's fine. And so I left. So that day I left, uh, with the only person really knowing other than the CEO of that company was my assistant, uh, who's Corey down, down the way. Who's um, amazing by the way. Yeah, I stole her from the other company cause she used to work with somebody else. Um, doing short sales and REOs. She worked with the REO queen in our market. So she had a history of volume. Like she could handle the volume, which is what I was doing, right? Because I was selling more units than anybody else. No one really knew that because I allowed my team to write the deals up in their own name. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. they look at my production, they're, which just, is what we they're do. just really seeing my production. Yeah, which they is
0: would, happens to, I believe, be the right thing to do. I think it's
1: the right thing to do and I think that's why a lot of teams struggle on retention mm-hmm. is because they still all like look it's nice for someone to see their their name on a writer, like on the bottom 100%. of the 100% you know like i worked it, hard i got this listing and then i see brian byron's name you know yeah. or i see jason's name like where's my name you know 100% yeah and they like to see their production and stuff so i've always been like that but that goes to the recruiting question so we end up it's just so i tell her hey i'm doing it today and she says okay great And when I do it, you know, I respectfully give my team a call, and and they have no obligation, of course, to come with me, but they do. So it was day two, and it was myself, Corey, and six others. And I have only picked up the phone to recruit one time. I called one agent. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: No. So you went from six to sixty-five with never recruiting. Two
1: years with no official recruiting.
0: How the fuck did you do that? Culture. But how? If you're not picking up the phone, people just. How many agents are in your, in Fre- in uh, Fresno? Four thousand in our MLS. Okay. Nobody. Everybody we came. Have to you.
1: W- we have literally could pick up the phone. Everybody came to you because of more. because of
0: the content you were putting
1: out. What I do for the community is a big part of it. Say that they say they on board with the idea that and so literally agents doing just started a movie in the park. They're there onboard. had to have been something
0: else, Corey. I'm calling bullshit. There had to have been something else to recruit from to go from five to sixty five. Look, here everybody just called you this and was like, is, Jason. I know this
1: sounds bullshit, but it's true. Like, I just do the right thing. And I treat okay. people well. But, but people and, and I produce, right? So, maybe that's okay. a bit of it, right? Okay. Like, so, as an individual, I list more homes than anybody in our market for the last three or four years. Right. I period. get it. So, a smart person who's getting in the market is going to say to themselves, look, I want to align myself with the best.
0: My point is some agents are going to be intimidated by that, number one. Competing. They're not even – well, they're not – N- not competing with you, they're they're just not going to pick up the phone because they're going to be like, he's not even going to answer because he's he's the top dog. Like, so there's that.
1: I get that Then sometimes.
0: Then, then I mean, this is what I'm finding. So I'll just share, and you can coach me up on this, coach. Like, you, you can call bullshit on me, right? Like, I also find a lot of people are like, well, geez, I've got deals in, in escrow right now. Like, it's not the right time. Like, once the deals, you know, filter out, then it'll be right the time. Like, and, and all this
1: kind of stuff. So people are just like, fuck it or were they brand new agents like a mix of both, but yeah, they do say fuck it. You know, I'll, I'm willing to take, but again, so I've got such good rapport with the other brokers and the, in, 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 the other managers and other owners of companies mm-hmm. that they understand if it's me, it's okay. And it's really, I don't want to, you know, like let's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, no, that's amazing. But I mean, look, look, I mean, that's just it. I, I treat people well and I've always done that. And so I think that my recruiting actually taxu- probably began years ago. And it b- only because there's like, these uh, there's I, I and I don't want to s- Sounds horrible, but like I don't think there's a manager and Corey can ask, I mean, You can ask. We can ask Corey. I don't think there's a manager or, or owner of a company in town that would say anything bad about me because I treat them well. I'm always honest, ethical. I respond like, you know, and I get that. I just think it's this r- is a marathon.
0: I just think it's rare to see an agent take the action. Right. To call. But they do
1: because you're and I'm ble- I mean, I'm real thankful because like, it's pretty amazing
0: because Fres, yes is, is a boutique brokerage basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like a new agent, like a new agent gets, you know, kind of blinded by the lights. Like, Oh, you know, CB or KW or, or whoever it might be right yeah. in their marketplace. So like, well, that that's who I'm supposed to go to. And that manager's like really pitching me hard or I met them in the, in the, in the training class. So there are definitely managers getting to new agents, especially before
1: oh, they ever know who, wh- who you are. we don't touch those people. Right. But matter of fact, up until recently, most people didn't think we'd take them on. When we went from six to like 15 and or that, 20, yeah. that first six to 20, all of them were like, I just wanted to ask, I didn't think you took on agents. I thought you were kind of a closed group. Like, can we have a conversation? Like, and now we don't get that very often now because now we've grown so much. But now what, what I said to you was that we went from six to 65. What I didn't say is people have called me and we've met and they have, they've decided to go somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm not like 100% on everyone who walks in my door. Sometimes it's not a fit for me. And now it's a, tough, it's a tough thing for me to say because I'm I'm, I am I'm want to help them. I, I, I want to make it work. But sometimes it's just not a good fit. For, and sometimes it's not for them. Or maybe they see the si- they're, they're attached to the shiny object. I didn't hear the objection. I didn't hear what it is. You know what's you interesting,
0: know? though? The calls were definitely coming in when you were a boutique brokerage, not a team. Um I don't know. Well, right because we still I mean cause when you when you started the brokers you're only f- you were six people.
1: Yeah, and then so we we didn't get the calls then.
0: You didn't get the calls when you were a team. No. That's interesting.
1: No. No, it wasn't until a couple a couple people came over then all of a sudden they're like, "Whoa." Like you You're not just the six of you. Mm. Like it's, you'll take more people, and then it was like boom, 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 boom. And the
0: floodgates open.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the production is a big deal of it because look, in 2016, you know, I listed 144 homes and worked with 60 some odd buyers. So I mean, I did 200 transactions by myself. It's 2018 right now. Double what everyone else in 16,
0: or let's go to 15. 15. How many people do you have? 2015. Three years ago. Let's just say three years ago. What do you think?
1: Under 10. 10.
0: under 10 so it's, it's mm-hmm. been in the last three years
1: last two years really. last two
0: years so this is a floodgates open beat and uh, so i'll th- i i believe then and this is what it, and I, we, and we've it, been talking it, about a lot on our team like,
1: earlier we we're talking about like what you wear to a listing appointment yeah the tom tool like i think that's part of it too like what they see when they walk mm-hmm. in is what they get with me like you you will almost always see a pair of sneakers jeans and a polo of some sh- sort on me
0: but it makes a lot more sense to me now that a lot of it happened in the last two years because this is what I've been, we've been talking about a lot on the team. I'm like, listen, I know for a fact when we get two or three top producers at the end of this year that we've been working on that people are going to be like, oh, she went where? Yeah. He did what? Oh. And, uh, that's where, and, that's and then where, the calls exactly. start coming in because it's like, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, shit. Can I? And the I?
1: proof's in the pudding too. So now as my agents have gotten better Mm -hmm. right now we're getting calls from better agents yeah right like i don't want i shouldn't say better higher producers higher producing agents yeah higher producing agents and so look i'm on a point right now where like i gotta either stay where i'm at or i'm expanding and i'm gonna expand going bigger Mm -hmm. and i will be picking up the phone and i will be officially recruiting soon yeah right and i'm not but i'm not very worried about that i think it's going to be ridiculous like i'm going to have somebody in charge of getting them onboarded because i think i could get you know Two or three a day. Like I envision, like literally having an event around it. Like, okay, I've called you fifty people together. I only got thirty spots that I can handle, and that's onboard. brilliant. And then you give them the whole pitch. Like, here's everything that we provide. For you
0: basically have a half a day seminar type of deal. Yeah, yeah. and then
1: say, and there are thirty. There's fifty of you. There's thirty contracts. Mm-hmm. The first thirty that sign them up are onboarded. The rest, you'll have to wait till the next time we do this, which maybe a, a, a oh, I should hand out a rose. Oh, like here's a rose. But see, I want to reverse it. Can they give me the rose? Yes, they can give you the The rose. The first 30 roses I get? Yeah. No. You don't get one. You're not in. This is the all-time now TV show for real estate. We've just created it. that's how I want to do – I think that's how strong our brand is is now. I think that's how strong our culture is now. Here's what I think. Is that we could have – Corey, am I wrong? Couldn't I host something where I really go out and give all the benefits – of being a part of our company.
0: (laughs) What's a a better idea to do the the half a day seminar?
1: Instead of interviewing.
0: Yeah. Dude, I think, well, because you have... Yeah.
1: Yeah, and show a video of all the different community events, all the resources you provide, the coaching. I think
0: because you have the leverage right now. So if you get the 50 people in a room, they're going to show up, and then you're going to deliver the right message, so... What you're doing is exactly what, you know, it's exactly what I always talk about with these guys, with Nicole and Jill and Sam I and mean, like everybody on our team. Like w- if we build the best brand, we're gonna like, we could spend all our money right now on Zillow leads and make money in the short term, right? Like we could spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 a month and make money in the short term, or we can invest in people. We can invest in people like Jill, invest in people like Sam, invest That's in people it. like, like my sister who's doing writing for us now, like, and I, and I know for a fact that that's going to pay off because we're building something that a disruptor like open door can't take away from us. We're building something real, a brand, something we can stand yeah. behind. And I just 100% believe the floodgates open us sometime because I kind of went there and brand, I, I don't even have to ask you how important brand is. Cause I know that, that you like you're the model, right? So let's talk about the, the disruptors that yeah.
1: I think all of us need to pay attention to. There's a lot of interesting things going on in our market right it now. Was in,
0: it was interesting because we're here in Anaheim. We're at a conference, and, and um, the the only thing of the day that I disagreed with my boy TF and TF, I love you, changed my life in so many ways. The only thing I disagreed with is like, he's like, you, you shouldn't pay close attention or give a shit about these disruptors. I, I think you 100% if you're in this game and building something and building brand should pay attention to it. What disruptor, m- meaning, do you think the biggest disruption in real estate is? Open door and these types of companies. Do you think it's ourselves? Like, which one should we be paying attention to the most as an agent?
1: Well, so I don't really care about like the the, the particular brand disruptors. Like, the EXP has got some fire going. Or right EXP, now. Like, I, I, like, whatever. No. Like, I don't care so much about that. I think what's interesting, what's happening right now, is is Zillow. I think what they're doing is interesting. Buying the mortgage company this and, week? And, 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 yeah, this week they bought the mortgage company. So, and look, I, I, I mean, you know, Greg Schwartz or somebody's going to watch this, Spencer's going to watch it's this, so right? Or listen, so like they will because... These we, guys definitely yeah. are listening. That's who we are. But so if we talk okay. about brand... I can show you my Facebook inbox. They're yeah. listening. I mean, Project. it's really... They're their own worst enemy. Zillow is. They did an amazing job building their brand. They have. Everybody yeah. knows who they are. Back in the day, right? Early Zillow, you went as a consumer, you went to Zillow when you were ready to buy. I'm ready to buy. This is and if I know Zillow, this is where I go. Zillow wanted more of those people, right? So they're doing on these spend um, spending a ton of money on digital advertising, ton of money on T V ads, right? You're making these emotional calls. They want to reach more agents, so they're reaching more agents and how do they do that? Mass media. And so they build this amazing brand and, and so which is great for them, right? More eyes on their target. And we're buying these ads, right? So we can get leads or opportunities for relationships. But by creating this, they went from the people that are ready to buy now to basically porn surfers. They're just HGTV-ish, right? Like, oh, look at this house. Look at this house. Look at this house. Look at this house. This is where they go to look at homes. Not because they're ready to buy today. Just because they're curious. Right. Like if you look at all the reality or, TV shows, the top rated ones are all about real estate. Or it's like, did you see Mr. Smith in our neighborhood
0: listed house? Let's go look at his price. Yeah, what the
1: and, fuck is he thinking? And so we have, they did an amazing job of getting people to understand that that's where you go to look for To homes. figure it out. To, to, to just peek to look. Yep. But by, and by doing that, right, they go, look at all these impressions, Mr. Agent. Look mm. at all these, look, all these people looking. They're not really looking to buy today, but because of this traffic, they're able to sell more ads, be able to charge more, and by doing that, they've effectively eliminated any type of positive return on investment we can have. Now,
0: through how do their
1: current through model. Through their current model. Through their current model, and it's interesting, which is going to change, which is going to change, right? I, th- I mean, these are brilliant people. hundred uh, like, They are brilliant people. They didn't wake up one day and say, "Hey." let's
0: buy and flip some homes.
1: No, they, <laughs> built, built, they built Expedia and then decided we'll disrupt this industry. Yeah, like, you know, you know I mean? and so, and look, I have no problem with the company making a profit. Mm-mm, right? I mean, not at all, you know, and, and so I, I'm fine with that, you know, and, and we as the agents just need to figure out, just like I did years ago, we have to figure out where our value is. I think it's you know, today it's still going to be in telling people what it's like to actually live in a neighborhood. Zillow can't do that. Zillow's not going to put a man on the street in every neighborhood across the United States so it's not to be able to, they can't scale that, you know, and so there's always gonna be a need for us. It's just uh, where are we going to position, are we going to be the, the, the one that they call? Or, or do you think that Zillow should
0: basically stomp out Inman and say, we're gonna be the sports center of this thing as well. I mean, you, the way you were just wow. describing it, it just popped into my head, like, what if they said, okay, because, you know, they Facebook, Facebook inbox me, and because they know we've got, you know, the real world, and they, you know, certainly want us to have accurate information, all this stuff, why don't they just inbox me one day and say, hey, Byron, we're launching the sports center of real estate, and we'd like you yeah. to have a half hour, you and Nicole it White, could. to bring the real world. And it wouldn't surprise me. No and anymore. then And then now they have, maybe, one interesting person in each state.
1: Yeah, they could do that. They've got That a, could be a play. And they have the financial means to do these things. And so, uh, will they do them? I think they probably will. The mortgage thing, you, I mean, most of us kind of saw that coming. And, it, and, they, and they're pitching it like, hey, we want to give the consumer a consistent experience. Back when we, Greg Schwartz got up on a, several stages about a year, year and a half ago, and he talked about the Amazon experience. And I went into my office, right, and people I coach, you know, the people I mentor and stuff across the country, and I gave them the same speech. Mm-hmm. One thing, the reason why everyone uses Amazon is not because it's the cheapest. Like, you can go buy a bottle of Advil of at a drugstore for less, but you can know when you order something from Amazon, it's going to show up. It's the most convenient. It's convenient. It's consistent. And so, That's just it's just what it is. And so... That's where they want to be right they want a consistent Man, I think experience. I just nailed I hope
0: I actually hope Zillow's not watching this because I think I just nailed it for him like you're now like looking in your neighborhood like you're saying real estate porn you're looking and then whoop, this pops up like you're looking in Fresno hey here's the, the Jason Ferris show uh, do you want to find out more about the community
1: he's got like, three new podcasts uploaded Wow they could yeah they, could do I mean, that. they can do it but that's what so imagine is. for a second right so you have a home you want to sell and you can be like hey I may not get the most amount of money if I sell it to Zillow. Well in fact I'm not going to get the most amount of money because they're going to do something with the home and so there's got to be a margin for them. But if I sell with them I'm going to get the same experience as everybody else has gotten and it's going to be very uniform, very precise. Um, Of course that's what they expect but I I beg to differ what's going to happen on the other side because this is a home, right? So how they can't control the outcome of the home inspection. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I don't know what happens there. So that'll be interesting. But people know at the base level, they make me an offer. This is what I'm gonna net, and this is how it's gonna go. I'm not probably even gonna talk to anybody. It's just click, 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 and I'm done. On the buying side, I think they've got some issues there too. Like yes, can you give them a consistent experience with a mortgage company? Sure. But there's still issues. Mortgage companies run credit reports, right? They pull tax reports. And all of a sudden, the tax report shows that there's a foreclosure six years ago, not seven. You know? And like, oh man, you know, it hits the fan. Like... It, and that's going to fall on their brand. They want to protect their brand and they're headed into territories that we know as, as experienced real estate agents, are volatile. Mm-hmm. Like shit happens in a transaction all the time. We have experience. We can see around the corner. Like, hey, we yeah see some red flags here. They're not going to see those red flags because they're, they're not going to hit them in the face.
0: Yeah, they're not boots on the ground. So, no boots and ever. to your point, right now they they are spending the money, so they're buying, they're investing in buying homes right now, and they're propped up by charging agents these advertising fees. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you could almost, you know, everyone's like like Gary Keller and like. like when the market drops, you're going to see people like, you know, or companies like Open Door and these companies start to lose because they've taken so much risk, they've got so much, you know, inventory or whatever it is. Zillow could be in a situation where agents don't have the money to pay them the advertising fees in a down market because mm. they're not selling as many transactions. That's a good angle. and it's thought about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though they're the big dog at the top of the hill, I guess theoretically, you start, you know,
1: I mean, the stock. Just this week when they bought the mortgage company, it went down. They're in the midst of, ch- I think they're in the midst of changing their model. I think and we, we, you can just, I, I'm sure somewhere there's a whiteboard, right? With the timeline. Yeah. This is when we announce this. This is when we announce this. This is when we announce this. I don't know that they're going to be like a broker. I don't know if that's it. I don't know. I'd love to be able to see in that room. There's a room somewhere. And this has all been mapped out. They're brilliant minds and and they have a plan. and. It may or may not include you and I, um, and that's okay, right? Because we may not include them, <laughs> you know, down the road. And, and so you think Zillow's the biggest disruptor, but that's why, it's an interesting, that's why you're doing
0: what you're doing. You're building the brand around the community you're gonna serve.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, it's, I fully believe, like, and again, I, I, I pay Zillow right now, right? So, but I fully believe I could turn it off tomorrow, and I've deliberately positioned myself this way. Mm-hmm. I could turn it off tomorrow, and I could do the exact same, if not more, business. I just have to focus my energy somewhere else. That's it, All right? I got to put out more content, more content. Build, be continue to act in a very trustworthy manner, and make sure everybody knows I'm doing. So, it. what's your next step to do that? <laughs> what's well, I'm
0: like, here on your show. That's it. Well, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I that's mean, not going to be it for you. What's your next step? Like, what are you going to invest? Well, in so, the I've, the said, well, do so that?
1: I've said this, and you and, I, you and I have this in common. This is what's really exciting uh, about our relationship is that like when I started Fresh Yes, like, like when I went back in, right? Because I had it, but when I said, okay, I'm in, let's do this. I almost put media on my signs. I almost called it Fresh Yes Media. media. Mm-hmm. Or ditched the Fresh Yes all together and just, because I totally, truly believe that there's a day, and it's coming very soon, where I will go into a listing appointment against a different agent, and that agent's gonna say, well I put a sign in the yard and I put it on Facebook and I do this and that yeah and I'm going to say well my advertising agency handles brands like Pepsi, BMW, mm-hmm. McDonald's you know and they're gonna and I'm gonna say and I'm gonna treat you just like I treat them mm-hmm like and they're gonna go wait a second you handle BMW and you're gonna market my home yeah and I just by the way I happen to have some very skilled real estate agents that actually works for my media company. Basically under the roof. Yeah, that's that's it.
0: Right. I mean, it, we're I, a media company you, first.
1: We're a media company first that happens to sell real estate mm-hmm. and we employ very highly trained agents yeah. that are good in negotiations, that understand the contract. We do all this but first, we know how to, to effectively advertise homes it's in the yeah, digital world.
0: It, it's what we're building. Under one roof, one in company, company cubed. And I just, I always say this. I'm like, real estate's the realest fucking thing out there. Like, it doesn't matter who you are in the world, in, in, the, in America, right? Like, you know, I'm not global, so we'll just go in the country. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to be involved in real estate somehow. You're living somewhere, right? So everybody we come in contact with is going to benefit from... The media company, from the marketing company right mm-hmm. in some way they're, or they're gonna have a connection that can benefit to
1: it or whatever everybody and in that and our, also our actions while we will be hired by other companies our actions always need to be very trustworthy mm-hmm. because we're they need to know that they're working with someone they can trust because they're handing us their 200 500 million dollar investment and saying do what's best for me and yeah. we will Right? But if we're not acting trustworthy over a long period of time, we won't earn their business. Yeah. I think that's what Zillow's trying to do, right? Is they're, they're just trying to build a consistent experience for the consumer. They're wanting the agents to be better, which I applaud them for that. I want them to be better, too. Um, but that's so you ask me, where's my investment? My investment is fully going into the media Into yourself.
0: That's, that's the smartest play you can do. Mm-hmm. A couple fun questions. Cause I, I, I don't even know what's going on with our audio now. And, and, I, and I know these guys... Desperately want me to, but Sam's do like, something else. You know, Sam's like, let's, let, we're good. All right, Sam thinks we're good. A couple of fun questions. Who right now is the most influential person to, like, for you, like, for what you're trying to build, like, out there? It could be in real estate industry or not in real estate. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the most influ- influential person you're listening to or watching or reading or whatever? Well, I would slip to 20 to say Nicole White. Oh, you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just give me that twenty. We'll go have a martini. But he's Jill- cash so
1: <laughs> yeah, that is but, but Jill's. Let me twenty five. So you know, uh, you know. So it's interesting. So I'm a big. anybody who knows me like knows I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, and I think and you know him personally, and I know him personally, and I think he's just. Uh, I think he's doing a lot of things right. So I just hired a, a new assistant. Uh, her name's Cassie, and the first thing I did was tell her to subscribe to his YouTube channel, mm-hmm. we'll watch his podcast. Um, and she's going to be helping me, you know, formally launch the media company. We've been doing it for a while, but formally launching it. Um, but look, this guy has a tremendous following and he has the fastest growing media company across the United States. He obviously is doing something right, so he's a big influence. That said, I recently came in contact uh, with Andrew Frisella, who I love this man's story. Um, you know, he's, he's not for everyone, for sure. Um, but I really like him a lot too. Not for everyone. How like just well, like you he's and I have cursed dude. a few times, and like so, like he's, you know, like Gary curses from time to time. Like this guy curses a lot. You More know, he's a good old Gary boy. But, yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. He's a good old boy. Like he has a story of you know where he was a weighed I think around what I weighed three sixty five, and then he over a couple of years lost that weight. Uh, he walked out of a bar and got. The, there was a fight going on, and he gets stabbed. He caught caught up, and he gets stabbed in the face. At like 2021? twenty one, he was at age of twenty yeah, twenty one. we heard him talk. I first started listening to his podcast about two weeks before age of twenty twenty one, and I still today don't remember who turned me on to him. But I like his I like his stuff a lot. He keeps me motivated, keeps me grounded a bit. Um, so he's a big influencer right now. Um, I love the story. I love his customer service. Like I'm, I'm I'm into that customer service right now. Like I bought a product from him. And I got a you know a card you know and hand oh. address thank you, um, and then a couple weeks later buy something else and like I, I like that I'm into customer service like like my money's worth something and if I'm gonna give it to you it's nice to just get a thank you.
0: All right, next brand new agent. First thing you do is it coaching is it join a team is
1: it just start branding yourself and, and start figuring it out there like first thing you do. First thing you do is understand the concept of database mastery. It. There's nothing more important than the people you know. Yeah,
0: actually, that's the best advice. That's just
1: it. That's it. I mean, look, coaching's great. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. if People, a lot of people don't know this story, but like, Tom Ferry called me right, like on my phone, and said, "Hey, like, I don't understand why you're not into coaching. You need to get into coaching." And I'm like, nah, man, yeah, I don't
0: know." I'll he, about he did. Him. He, he's actually the best salesperson in the whole organization because he, he,
1: he literally called me first, to me, and yeah. at an
0: Inman uh, event, he's like, "Why don't you do know coaching? I see you online."
1: I don't know, I never thought about it. Yeah. And so, and I, this is, I, I told him, you know, this is probably not good for me to say, but I said, I said man, I know some of your coaches are not that good. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, they're not that good. In, like, I sell more real estate than them. He's yeah. like, and then his answer was smart. He said, ah, you're missing it. Like, some of them are better at other things. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good at, with marketing, some are good with mindset. So, well, like
0: Phil Jackson was never gonna be the player Michael Jordan was, but Michael Jordan was never gonna be the coach that Phil Jackson was.
1: That's right. Yeah. And so um, that gave me, I thought about it that day. And then I started looking around at other leaders in other industries, and they all had coaches and mentors. Yes. Like, well shit, who am I to think that I don't need one, right? And so I called him back, he's in his Tesla, in the car wash, he's taking my call and it's switching between the Bluetooth in the car, and the guy vacuuming it, right, <laughs> and then him, you know, and so he's trying to walk far enough away to have a conversation, and I say to him, I said, all right, I'm in, but here's the thing, I don't do cheap shit, so if I'm going to do this, I'm all in, and I will, every effort will be all in, but I want the best, so I want on your calendar, I'm hiring you, not one of your coaches.
0: Oh, he didn't like that.
1: Well, actually, he chuckled, and he says, you can't afford me, which, dude, <laughs> if you know me, I'm like fuck I'll take out all the fucking load on Come my on, house dude. man like what do you mean slot my Amex down right now and he said he said okay and he quoted me a price and I said okay you're right <laughs> 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 I can't afford you <laughs> and I said so who's next <laughs> so then he introduced me to Steve Olson and uh you know that was my first entry into uh being formerly coach I love that and uh you know I haven't are you still back. Steve or uh we talk almost every day but no cool. no not uh not coached by him at all so yeah. do you still have a coach now that you are I, do, I do. I uh, do. Mike Shum uh, is my coach, yep. and so he coaches my team, which is good. It's good for them to hear from a different voice other than me. Yep. I thought about like just like, hey, now that I'm coaching at this level, like um, Mike's a great dude. But it's good for him them to hear another voice, yep. like, uh, and to have somebody they can go to, and I appreciate that. Like, you know that. When I when I uh, saw the interview,
0: I f- I forget who interviewed him. Um, But the the Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant coach, when I saw that interview with this dude, I was like, dude, I'll always have it. like it was just like these dudes, like Kobe Bryant, not only having his coach on his team, but having the personal coach outside of the team, like forever.
1: For his whole career. Yeah, I agree. And since then so since then now I've got a mentor in Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know sharon well, he yeah. does the other he does the west coast five am and you do the east yeah right? I took I, we did our you guys don 't compete dude I just like I see <laughs> you know, the colds looking at me like oh, I love oh, first you of all Sharon and
0: I have a really good relationship, not a limited relationship but a very good relationship like we, I love Sharon. but I did take a jab a friendly jab at him today because um, we had our five am meetup right here behind us okay at seven thirty this morning and I said and, and we did a live i said i said sharon well, if you 're watching this is the real 5 a.m. call. Oh, right. yeah. you guys had that? No, because he, cause he always posts, Sharron, I hope he's seeing this now, he always posts online, he's always like, this is the original 5 a.m. <laughs> call, so I'm just like, yo, this is the real one, we keep no, it real because we're on the east coast, and you know, I got oh, yeah. west coasters listening to the podcast, by the way, Sharron, so, I get a step I, game I, up. I, I did not know that. I love Sharon. Dude, Yeah. first so. of all,
1: a hundred billion times more successful than, than I am, so, I've Mad respect for Sharon. So Steve introduced me to Sharon, and he's since become like someone I lean on, uh, yeah. and openly like he's just very giving individual. Um, one of the I, is he going to show up here this week? I don't think so. No, yeah. he's, he's very open to sharing. He, he's normally I think he would, but some circumstances yeah, recently yeah, yeah, yeah. So he won't be, but. Uh, um, yeah, so, but he's like a mentor to me, right? Like, I sent him my paper that I wrote on my journey and losing all my weight and stuff and, and, and got his two cents from it. And I tweaked it a bit That's because smart. of that. Um, but One of the best talks ever at uh, a Tom Ferry event uh, was when he went through his listing presentation, right? Right. And so it's funny, like, so Corey the other day, or yesterday, she hears Eileen's speech on listing presentations. And, and Corey, we were walking out, she goes, gosh, you guys have a lot of in your presentation?" I said, well, yeah. Because once you figure it out, right, once people like-, like There's a road to success yeah, and this is it. You listen to that talk, you listen to Shrine, you take from that. But at like, some okay, point you realize, right? Yeah. Like yep. you said the other day on one of our calls, you said, when I get on the phone, I set appointments, I don't ask for them. Yeah. Like, At some point that clicks for somebody and then they do that. And so and, you go on enough listing appointments, eventually you learn like, okay, like where are the objections? What's the personality type? You know, what do I, Yeah. what do they need? What can I, where can I provide value for them? And as soon as you can identify that and then give it to them, it's over. You get a little lady on the phone, it's going to be a little different. you be like, hey, I'll be at at five o'clock. <laughs> like, you know, you, yes. you, got to,
0: you got to know your audience a little bit. So let's, let's wrap this thing up. Okay. Um, let, let's do this. One little, little fun question. Um, what book does everyone need to read? And then tell everyone like where they can find you and that type of thing.
1: Right. So um, if you're, whether you're in the real estate industry, any business, business. like there's a book I just read and it's a short book. So if you're not a big reader, like even better, right? It's called Be Like Amazon. Uh, The cover is like a a lemonade stand, but it's phenomenal. And it's really about the system of we believe, like we believe that the consumer should always be treated professionally, right? But there's there's this whole thing about we believe. And so they interviewed all these CEOs and you know, all these uh, founders of these businesses about what their beliefs were and how they instilled them. And lots of times we talk about our core values, but this was interesting because they like, we believe, like we believe in this. We believe in our people. We believe in investing in people before profits. Like, so I'm, I just finished this book. It's, it's a short read, but man, I had my outliner, my highlighter out, my pen. Uh, awesome book. Which speaks
0: to how you built your business going all the way back. Yeah. Just being a good guy and being very well
1: respected. Where can people find you? Uh, well, frejes. on Instagram, Jason J. Ferris. I gotta get that Jason. Jason J. I gotta add the J because. Who's like, got Jason Ferris? Some guy with one post. One I've reached post. out to him so many hey, times. At Jason
0: Ferris on Instagram, you're a dickhead. Either, give me
1: my Instagram. <laughs> either post more or give this man his IG handle. You gotta give that up. Yeah. And then jasonferris.com is not mine. It's a graphic designer guy, I think, in your neck of the woods. Maybe really? Jill can go hit him up hmm. or something. Uh, he doesn't even use it; it forwards Jill, automatically is to it one of your else. balls,
0: Jill, or this. Uh...
1: <laughs> Jill buys up all domains. I was, we were talking about domains yesterday, and she's like buying them right in front of me. Like, oh yeah, oh, you can't
0: have that one. I just did, bought it.
1: Did you guys buy one on him? Yes. The other day. Uh-huh. Under okay. my account? Yeah. On
0: on my account. Yeah. Like, my, my credit card. <laughs> So I own. I'll, I'll, I'll send it over to you. Don't there you about. go. There you go. Twelve dollars, <laughs> dude. We'll love sell you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome Thank you. podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. Woo. Check out frezius.com. All right.